0: Yo, (laughs) thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle, but you know that. (laughs) If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. You can find this podcast just about anywhere. All right, so check it. On this particular podcast, we're going to talk about The genre-changing album from Mary J. Blige, What's the 411? This album turns 25 years old. So we're going to talk about it, talk about the production, why it was a dope album, and you know, just break it down. So sit back, relax, get your popcorn ready, pass the word, tell a friend to tell a friend. We're going to drop the theme music, and we'll get this podcast cracking. Let's get it. welcome back it's your boy 12 kyle as i mentioned at the top man we're talking about what's the 411 uh it's hard to believe it's been 25 years since this album came out um that just means one thing you're old (laughs) and so am i (laughs) nonetheless man i can remember the day that i actually went to purchase the cd uh, from the record store um I guess really to get a better understanding as to why this album is as great as it is and you know why it has stood the test of time, you have to kind of go back and look at the musical landscape um, of what we were dealing with at that particular time. This album was released July 28th, 1992. Um, at that particular time, man, uh, you know what really kind of captivated the airways was hip-hop, obviously. Um, you know, hip hop was getting a lot of airplay, a lot more than they had gotten in previous years. Uh, R&B was kind of like in a in a really weird space because traditional R&B was still getting played. What they called back then adult contemporary R&B was getting played. Um, the New Jack swing had come in the late 80s and into the early 90s, and it had a major, major impact. But there was nothing or no one really to blend, you know, kind of everything from New Jack to hip-hop to R&B. In comes Mary J. Blige. (laughs) Uh, And what's interesting is that, like, again, this is 1992. So, you know, personally, I'd never heard of Mary J. Blige. I didn't know who she was or anything. Um, Actually, I'd heard her on a song uh, called I'll Do for you by uh Father MC. She sang the background. And I if I'm not mistaken, she was in the video. Um so she had done background stuff and, you know, that I'd heard before, but I didn't know who she was. Uh and then so subsequently, um, you know, with the release of this album, I think one of the first things that really came to my mind when I started thinking about talking about this album was uh little subtle things. Uh first thing that I could think of is that when you look at the album cover, right? It's Mary J Blige, she's sitting there and what's interesting is that when you look at the album cover, her eyes are covered. So you can't totally see her face. And this was rare in R&B meaning because like when when an out al- when a uh, not album, when a record label is trying to sell an album Obviously, especially if the artist is attractive, you want to sell or push that. Um, you know, so that that's key. Uh and so I found it interesting that, you know, you're looking at this album cover and you really can't see her face. I mean, you can see her part of her face, but you can't see her eyes, which is, you know, one of her better qualities. Um, so you're looking at this album cover and you don't know who she is. Again pre-internet so we don't know anything so it's not like we can just google her but she had had a single out she again as i mentioned she had been on some um you know done some background stuff so all i knew was that she was dope um the first single had been released uh first single off the album was you remind me that was released june 23rd 1992 so that was burning up the charts so by that time you know we really wanted to you know cop this album and and see what, what she was about Um, you know, but again, it was, it was really, really different because, uh, you remind me didn't sound, you know, a lot like what we had heard on the radio prior to hearing this album. Um, so the album drops and, you know, we're not really, again, I don't want to say we had a lot of expectations, but, you know, personally for me, I didn't know, you know, how good she was or how good she wasn't. All I know is that she had a dope song out. I was like, you know what, let me go buy the album. Because back then, <laughs> artists usually had very good albums. So, you know, you weren't really, you know, risking much by dropping $10 on the album. Because uh, nine times out of ten, it was going to be some dope joints on it. So, you know, you, you felt like you was going to get your money's worth. Um, but this album came out, again, July 28th, 1992. Uh, critics love this album. This album was... Um, highly regarded, highly recommended by, you know, everybody in, you know, music circles or what have you. Uh, and I think one of the things that stood out obviously was the fact that she was able to bring a lot of stuff together as far as, um, you know, she had obviously R and B, uh, there was a, a, sort of a new Jack swing kind of vibe, but it's, it's a little, but it, the music was a little bit funkier, and I'll get into the production in just a second. But I think one of the things was, was that she basically had hip hop and she was quickly termed the queen of hip hop soul, um, a title that she rightly owns. (laughs) But um, but she just I think the thing about her was and and even before I saw any videos was that the sound was just so it, it was a raw sound. But her music and her how she projected her feelings through the music really, really stood out. Um, but it was it was loved by critics. Uh, this album, I think this album went on to sell when it obviously when it came out. It was like I said, everybody was copying. Everybody that I knew bought this album. Uh, this album sold 3.4 million, so it went triple platinum. I mean, that's a hell of a way to come out of the gates. Um, as far as the production. The executive producer, excuse me, the executive producer, uh, Puff Daddy. Um, yeah, some of y'all call him Diddy, some of y'all call him P Diddy. Uh, I'm gonna call him Puff. I always call him Puff. He'll always be Puff to me. Uh, <laughs> I can't call him Sean John. He's Puff. Um, but Puff was the executive producer, and um, I think that's where you know the 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 hip hop influence really really came into effect because Puff was a a young executive at the time, you know, this was pre Biggie. This was, you know, pre bad boy and everything like that. This was on Uptown Records where Mary J. Blige was, uh, uh, an artist. And I think Puff was, uh, the, I want to say he was, he started off as an intern. Um, but he just, he produced the album. He, He was the executive producer. And I mean, this album just really took off some of the other producers on the album. Uh, Tony Dofat, uh, Mark Rooney, Dave Hall, uh, Devante Swing from uh, Jodeci, and a guy by the name of Mark Morales. Uh, you may know him as Prince Marky D. Uh, so she had a plethora of, you know, producers and everything. And this this album, the sound was just so incredible. Uh, she was able to on this album blend not only, like I said, a soulful feel, but she also sampled, uh, Puff sampled some songs um, you know, sampled old R&B, contemporary R&B songs. Um, you know, and then obviously he sampled some, uh, hip hop songs as well. Like on you remind me, there was a sample from Patrice Russian, uh, sweet thing was a Shaka Khan a song that she redid. Um, you know, the beat from changes I've been going through is from Biz Marquee. Um, you know, so it was a lot of different things that they used to you know kind of cultivate her sound um and then there was the visual again i mentioned the album cover the album looked a certain way but once we saw the video or once we saw the videos um mary had a different look i mean like she was one of the few women in, in music at that particular time that she had a she was a woman but she had such a hip hop look to herself in her videos. She's got the, you know, she's got the baseball cap. She's got the uh, baseball jersey on. You know, some of the videos she's got on like this, and she's still made up. She's still, you know, very, looking very beautiful and glamorous. But she's she looks like a B girl. She looks like like a really really fly B girl in these early videos. Um, when you finish what listening to this podcast, check out some of her older videos of uh, videos from this particular album the what's the four one one album. Um, but yeah, Mary and I think those things kind of it was kind of like a pot basically and you you put all of these different ingredients in the pot. You had the new Jack swing sound. you had the you know the hip hop feel to it. you had the hip hop look. you had you know r and b you had you know these old samples and these songs that were were used. And you put all of that in the pot and you mix it up. And and it was, I mean, this album was cultivated very beautifully. And um, it's it's, it's not a surprise why this album has stood the test of time and why it was just so dope in 1992. And again, you know, like I said, critics loved it. Fans loved it. uh, And it introduced, it was a great introduction to us to Mary J. Blige and who she is as a person, who she is as an artist. And I can't lie. I mean, I really, really love this album. It's one of my favorite albums in the 90s of any genre. i tell you what. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll hear from Mary. And on the other side, I'll tell you why this album is so dope. And we'll break down the tracks. So sit tight. Be back in just a second. I mean, when you walked in as a teenager with your Anita Baker recording to, uh, to, to Uptown Records, did they say, you know, we have this role we want you to fill?
1: About a year, maybe a year and a half, you know, I got, an, you know, I got an advance, I was signed, but then I was shelved because the women that were out at the time were like the Mariah Carey's and the Whitney Houston's who we loved and, you know, wanted to sing and, you know, sing their songs. But it, the only thing about me is that as far as marketing purposes and who I was in the, in the business at the time, it was nowhere near what they were. Like, it was not, you know, even gowns with sequins and beautiful hair and the back up straight. It was what you see still now. I'm still trying to get the back up straight. <laughs> so Andre, you know, as, as much as he loved me and appreciated me, he just did not know how to fit me in. But Puff saw who I was, where I came from, my culture, my swag, my everything. And he said... Andre, let me do this. I got her. I know <laughs> what she is. And the rest is history. Oh, boy. Where well, you You better be home, man. Yo, what's up? This is Mary. I'm not home. Leave a message. Peace. Yeah, Mary's pop. Pick up the phone, nigga. Hey, Mary, hey
0: yo Mary, it's a cross. Hey yo Mary, yo, you got a studio tonight. Eight o'clock. Hit factory. Then tomorrow you gotta um you gotta do this video shoot. they so get back to me. Yo, I know you there, man. Pick up. Shit, get back to yo. me. Yo. <laughs> this is how the album starts. With an answering machine. I mean, it doesn't get any more 90s than that shout out to the answering machine back in the day you used to have an answering machine you have all kind of music on it different messages and you really look forward to people's messages um this is genius by the way by puff um so the album starts off with uh it's called leave a message and these are people calling mary so it's over puff leaving her a message but people calling her congratulating her on the album artists talking about they want to collaborate uh, I thought that was so dope. And looking back on it now, again, because answering machines pretty don't pretty much don't exist. Um, you know, an uh, answering machine over a drumbeat. What, what, what more could you want? Uh, so that that kicks off the album. Uh, as I mentioned at the top, man, we're talking about what's the 411 25 years later. Mary J. Blige. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, so let's break down these tracks. Um, after leave a message, track number two comes on. Reminisce, um, man. This song, this is uh, this is one of my favorite Mary J. Blige tracks. Period. <laughs> um, what what is so dope about these tracks? Well, this particular track in I- itself is that it is hip-hop I mean like you have the the crescendo of the music starting and everything and then Mary comes on singing and I mean but that that beat that the beat that you're listening to this is straight up hip-hop and so what was interesting was you know at this particular time we had never heard someone singing like this over a hip-hop track that didn't happen so it was we were left to be like, yo, did you hear that? Like <laughs> it was really, really mind bl- mind blowing when you think about it. Um, so yeah, Reminisce comes on again, one of my favorite Mary J. Blige track. Um, this is probably uh, No, it's not. It, it it's a tie for my favorite song on the album. Um but yeah it was very very hip hip hip-hop influenced um track is produced by kenny green and dave hall uh then track three comes on (sighs) what can i say real love um you know everybody knows this song uh if you've been hiding under a rock and never heard real love by mary j blige something is wrong with you (laughs) something is seriously wrong with you um, although there are some who love the remix, uh, with Biggie Smalls, uh, better. Uh, I kind of go back and forth. It just depends on the day. But both, both are phenomenal tracks. Uh, shout out to Biggie. Uh, Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. It's Mary J. Ain't a damn thing changed. Um, but yeah, man. This this song again, another, you know, really, really dope track, hip hop influenced, um, this was produced by uh, Prince Marky D and Mark Rooney, um, man, again, another incredible track, uh, this, what can I say about this, I mean, like, there's really not much I can say about this song that you don't already know, it's, it's a dope, it's a dope track, the remix is dope, um, and Mary's singing her ass off on it, um, then we're going to track four which is the other tie for my favorite song on the album uh, you remind me um you remind me man just <laughs> it, first and foremost I think one of the reasons why I love this song so much it was the first single right so with it being the first single you know you gotta come out of the gate swinging and that's exactly what Mary did with this particular song um you know she didn't hold back and this song quickly, quickly rose up the charts. Um, once again, another, like I said, my, my, my favorite track, one of my favorite tracks on the album. Um, <clears throat> this was, this one was produced by Dave Hall and Eric Milter. Um, then we're going to track five It's an intro talk featuring Buster Rhymes. Um, now we knew Buster Rhymes from the scenario and leaders of the new school and, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so sorry about that. <laughs> I'm going to clear my throat. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, intro. I mean, it was a nice little interlude or whatever like that. Buster talking on the track. Um, it's only like two minutes. So it, that's that's cool. Um, then we go into track six, the aforementioned sweet thing, uh, which was a Shaka Khan cover. Um, and uh, man, it is, you know, if you know anything about R&B. Uh, Shaka Khan ain't necessarily the easiest person to sing behind or at least, you know, try to cover her songs. Um, But I thought Mary did a good job on this one, man. I love it. Uh, Love this song. Um, So that was track six. Then we go to track seven. (sighs) Another banger, man. Love No Limit. Um, Man, this one. (sighs) This is probably... (laughs) probably like my third favorite track on there i mean like the that this in case you haven't noticed like there's no songs that i dislike on this album um but yeah this song is so smooth man the beat is so smooth uh i love this song man and and i've heard mary sing it live when she sings it live she kills it she just absolutely murders it when she does it so um yeah shout out to love no limit uh that is track number seven track number eight Uh, I don't want, I don't want to do anything, uh, featuring, uh, KC from Jodeci. Now, this one was a very peculiar track because it's a love song. It's not as no hip hop. It's just, you know, a, a duet, a ballad, uh, with KC from Jodeci. Now at the time, and I think we caught wind of this later, but at the time, um, KC and Mary J. Blige, who were both label mates at Uptown, uh, were dating. Um, and they had, you know, and, you know, I'm not even going to get into their <coughs> romance or whatever that they had, but, you know, you know, you can look it up. They, they had a very tumultuous relationship. Um, you know, I think at the time, Casey, I don't think he was, you know, strung out on drugs or anything like he is now, but, but um and i'm not laughing at him i'm just just sad really um i don't think he was but i think he was probably starting to dabble a little bit um but yeah it just looking back on it, it, it i think probably they were just two young kids who just didn't know what they were doing and they were both you know thrusted into the spotlight becoming stars and then trying to you know balance this relationship and things like that so um it didn't work obviously And, uh, you know, it's tough. Uh, Devante swing from Jodeci, uh, who also, who produced this at this particular track. Um, you know, so it, it was, but it, but it's still a dope song. Um, I don't know that they actually perform it anymore. Um, I don't even know the relationship that Mary J and Casey have now. Um, I'm assuming they're friends, but you never know. Um, next track, track nine, uh, slow down. Um, another nice little mellow groove. Uh, That was produced by uh, Mark Prince Marky D. I I don't know why I want to call him Marky Mark. Prince Marky D, uh, Joseph Keeley, and uh, Rooney, Mark Rooney. Um, Very nice joint, slow, real smooth, real mellow. Uh, And that's the thing that's really dope about this album, man, because Mary kind of takes you on uh somewhat of a roller coaster she has the hip-hop tracks and then she can like she could come at you in so many different ways she had the hip-hop tracks she had the slow down you know love ballad tracks and i think it really blended well with the album um track 10 my love um another dope joint another dope joint i love that joint um you know mary shines well she signs on all of these tracks but she if you listen to the words uh, you know, and I don't know, it, based on the stuff that I have here, I'm not sure who actually did the right. Well, actually this one was written by, uh, let's see, Dave Hall and Kenny Green. So Mary didn't actually write it, but they wrote, this is a very well-written song. Um, another, another banger, um, track 11 changes I've been going through. Um, this is a song and when you listen to the lyrics, I think a lot of women, uh, can relate to. Uh, and then to top it off, man, she's using the beat from Biz Marquee. Um, I mean, come on, man. Nobody beats the biz. You can't, you, you, if, if if you, if you're, if you're rolling with biz, you can't lose. So, um, I think, uh, I think that was dope in and of itself. Um, but they, but now it's, she's not using nobody beats the biz. I was just saying that (laughs) she's actually using, uh, make the music with your mouth biz. Um, and then the album closes out with, uh, what's the four one one with uh grand poobah from, um, um, uh, brand Nubian, And so this is a, a perfect closure to the album. Um, <clears throat> this album again, you know, almost four times platinum, highly, highly regarded, critically acclaimed. This album was so dope that the following year 1993 they did a remix (laughs) what's the 411 remix i mean like you don't understand how dope that is to the fact that you have an an album and then you say okay you know what we're gonna do a remix of all of these songs and we're gonna throw one or two more joints in here and you're gonna love it and you're gonna buy it and it's gonna sell out in the stores and that's exactly what happened that's the genius of puff daddy um, so you know, shout out to Puff Man for seeing a vi- for having a vision, and you know, shout out to Mary for 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 carrying it through. Um, I think one of the reasons why this album is still dope to this day is that who Mary J. Blige is and how she introduced herself to us uh, as a singer, as a songwriter, um, as an artist, and I think particularly with women, uh, when you listen to what she has to say. Uh, I think her emotions are easily conveyed in her music and that resonates with women. Um, and I, th- I think it resonates with, with men too as well, but not as much. But she she really has a way of capturing uh, the emotion of a song. And I think that has really, really carried her and propelled her in her career. Um, What's the 411 was a great introduction t- for us to who Mary J. Blige was Um, she went on to obviously record more albums, uh, her second album, um, my life, which is my personal favorite album from Mary J. Blige. Um, excuse me. I think is a classic, uh, this album right here, what's the four one one. I think this is a classic. I think this album has definitely stood the test of time. I think if you go back to 1992, again, as Mary mentioned, you know, you had the Mariahs, you had your Whitney's, but nobody looked like this. Nobody sounded like this. Nobody had this kind of music. Again, the mesh and the the, the cultivating of cultures and, and using different sounds and the blend of hip hop in this. And this this is a dope album. I would suggest to you as as you finish listening to this podcast, if you haven't listened to this album ever uh, pick it up if you if you haven't and you haven't listened to it in a while listen again uh, after you finish this podcast this is a dope album and this is an introduction as to why many of us love mary j Blige and this is when she got her crown as the queen of hip-hop soul that's gonna do it for me thanks again for listening to another edition of the 12 kyle podcast i'm your boy 12 kyle i'll catch you guys next time five g's